Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Here's Where It Went Wrong, the podcast where every week we have on one of our favorite comedians to talk about one of their favorite things and we trace its history to find out exactly where it all went off the rails. I'm Winsler Powers. I am solo at the moment and that is because I am by myself recording an intro for this special episode. If you guys stick around through our ending spiel at the end of every episode, you notice that we talk about our Patreon, that if you are already a subscriber to, we thank you so much. It's really appreciated. It helps us keep the show going. But we record special episodes, and this is actually going to be a bonus. Uh, It is our first Patreon episode that we ever recorded. So we had brought back two of our favorite guests, Maggie Smith and Paula Skaggs. Maggie Smith from our Pirates of the Caribbean episode and Paula from our Magic episode. And we just went through situations where we ourselves went wrong. So if you're into this, please let us know. We love doing these. Uh, It's a little bit looser than our normal show. We kind of go into our own personal histories a little bit. But as you'll listen to, it's probably the hardest I laughed in an entire year when we recorded this. And it's a lot of fun. So yeah, check it out. Once again, the Patreon is down in the show notes. And yeah, let's get into it. guys, welcome to Here's Where We Went Wrong, our fun little spinoff where we have some of our favorite guests from past episodes back just to drink alcohol and shoot the shit for a little bit, just for you fun Patreon subscribers. So let's do a quick can check, everybody. I am drinking a Miller Lite, which Conan O'Brien says I should be drinking on his podcast, so it's got to be good. Andrew, what are you drinking, buddy? I've got some uh, Jack Daniels here, which I don't know if Conan O'Brien recommends, but I'm going to assume so. I didn't realize we were being that professional about it, but yeah. Cowboys from Westerns recommended to me, so I think that it must be good. Paula, what about you? Well, it is a can of Diet Coke, but I want to fit in, so I'm going to lie and tell y'all that I absolutely just funneled in Malort. Yeah, sure. she's sneaking around, she's sneaking Malort into her apartment, like the raging drunk she must be. <laughs> and then Maggie. Maggie, what do we got? Well, I am drinking a Dos Topaz lager that I got at Circus Liquors in North Hollywood, California. And yeah, I'm double fisting it with a goblet full of water uh, from the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. It says December 2001. So, yeah, oh, I shoot. I need to mark my calendar. That sounds, I, they're making films about the Lord of the Rings now? <laughs> oh. Go on. Oh, they're making so much more. I've heard it's unfilmable, so it's really shocking that they'd actually make a movie. Is it just the one? Is it just the one film? It can be, but no, it's it's three and they're four hours long each. Ooh, you know, if you're I a real- took, When I was in college, I had to take a religion class and I somehow was able to get into the most popular class, which was the religion of Lord of the Rings. <gasps> and I didn't end up reading it because like I was busy. Uh, (laughs) And legitimately in college, I was not doing my homework because I was busy reading Lord of the Rings a lot. Well, we could have swapped. We could have swapped. But uh, there was like an extra credit project where there was a contest to make a drawing of a stained glass window. And I was like, this is my key. And I went (laughs) hog wild on this window and I got a freaking B plus. Wait, <laughs> what did you put in your stained glass Lord of the Rings window? I mean, I made this thing like six feet tall. I could have easily read those books twice in the time it took me to color a window. <laughs> Paula, I'm going to be honest. This doesn't sound like a college class. You're like, no. draw a stained glass window of the book you read. That is a children's <laughs> assignment. That is an it's assignment for elementary it was school. Like, um, you know, it was like, it was like our J term. It was like our January class. So it was like, they were kind of like, meh, no one's doing anywhere anyway god I'm, i mean i was literally like listening to the audio version of fellowship of the ring like four minutes before we recorded really? this. well i'll go back and tell yeah. you you will swap out you take the class for me dude <laughs> we should like freaky friday or parent trap it or yeah. something i would just read those books i'd be like there's a poem every page every I was just, page <laughs> there's 
so long. There's I was so long. I just tweeted something about how like I think the Lord of the Rings books are just a musical. <laughs> like I think it's actually like I'm I will die in this hill. Lord of the Rings, not the musical, the Lord of the Rings that they made in like 2000 whatever. They made Lord one the Rings, already. They made one already. Dang I it. wish Maybe I yeah. I know I was gonna say we should be doing that if not, but okay, yeah. We should though, because like now that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child has sort of broken the barriers of making two plays in one day, we could do that. <laughs> Because the problem, you can't make Lord of the Rings guys, a play. Guys, it's so I'm going to be honest with you. You're already late to the game because Wagner's ring cycle has been going on for <laughs> centuries. What is oh. this? Wagner's ring cycle is what the Lord of the Rings basically was based Oh, oh, is it based That's on like the, the Viking sagas of yes. Iceland? And yeah. it's like seven... <laughs> thousand operas right yeah it's, it's, it's a like, huge it's three, deal when it comes to town yeah it's like three operas and like you go to one and then the next month you go to the next one what and like yes yeah. they did it in chicago not that long ago a Damn it. Mine was in it. that was the big deal is they were gonna do it in 2020 and chicago like the opera here is one of the best in the world and so yes. people fly in for it and they were doing i think it was the ring cycle in the span of a week they were doing a week and we're doing the ring cycle in a week and people were flying in from around the world. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it was a big deal. Cause they were doing it in a week. They were like, yeah, you got to, you got to go in order. You got to do these nights and you got to watch the ride of the Valkyrie. That's where ride of the Valkyries comes in. Yes. Yes. God. Those Valkyries are just riding. I hate how smart I thought we were for coming up with a Lord of the Rings musical. And then yes. when's like, cool, this has been around for 200 years. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like the books, there's a poem poem or a song like I gotta look up the average because it's like every I would guesstimate every five pages there's there's Those a song there's a hobbits are singing so like, it's a musical because they'll be singing about like Tom Bombadil will be like here I come I'm coming in my shoes are blue and it's like that's a musical that's exactly <laughs> what he's doing like just like a dude it's just a and Andrew you claim that I'm that I'm smart for knowing that you gotta remember I majored in musical theater yeah. so like a 200 year old musical that people do for a week is just like something that we're just like, oh yeah, this is art and people love it and art can change the world. And meanwhile, I know so many real estate agents, just so many real estate agents. <laughs> oh God. And God, I mean, I think Tolkien is like the absolute inspiration for anyone that wants to world build. It's like, we get it. You put 20 years into this, but he also fell into that trap of this is all in my head. So I need it to be in your head now, Yes, which means there are going to be so many Maps. <laughs> yes. no, no. Maps language. He's a linguist, so he invented right. these languages and then basically put a story around it. Like, right. I mean, he wrote for the dictionary before this. <laughs> what? Like, wait, yeah. that's a job? The words already exist. Well, yeah, but you have to joking. define. <laughs> You gotta define the like, words, uh, Paul. I don't know. Well, crate. A lot of the words in Lord of the Rings like existed fish. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dictionary writers aren't coming up with the new words. <laughs> that does make more sense. I would truly picture him being like, "We call this cup. We call this." Oh. <laughs> Are you just looking around the office and just naming things? Uh, Dick. Dick is one of. Dick is a word. <laughs> and scene. We've taken it all the way to penis. The natural conclusion of all improv scenes. Penis shovel. There's a blackout and there's a lot of claps. And then there's my parents in the back just going, how much did we pay for him to go to school? <laughs> oh my God. So real. He said this would be a career. Is this, is this real is this to you? <laughs> how much is he getting paid for this one? He actually I'm paid $300 to be part of this showcase. For one level. <laughs> he did that six times. Oh God. Oh, oh. my God. I'm triggered. God, <laughs> just broke Maggie. I fully broke Maggie in this yeah. situation. Oh, God, no. do you remember like when you first realized how expensive comedy classes were? Like, God, can I just figure this out? <laughs> I feel like I can maybe bluff my way through this. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I took like three classes and it was just like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm caught up. I, yeah. think, I think I know I can take it from here. It's not unreasonable if like I got a degree afterwards, but it was like, okay, cool. So after this, I get to go maybe get paid $10 to do this on a stage. Is that, is that the end game? <laughs> you get a correct. certificate signed yeah. by your final level teacher. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where did you go to make $10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you slip on my reel or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, comedy is a job 
where people are so excited when you tell them you do it. And then mm -hmm. you just hope they don't have to ask you what that job actually entails. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I have to tell you, yeah, the most amazing thing. So a few weeks ago, I had COVID. Gotta say, do not recommend. Oh, but yeah. it happened no. when I was visiting my family. Once again, do not recommend. So like, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure who is to blame here. But it just it went around us while we were all there. So I was trapped in my old like bedroom for two weeks with my wife and like we were just like we had nothing to do so like I would watch movies and talk to my mom and me and my mom were having some like grown-up conversations where she was just like yeah my mother's a cold woman I'm just like oh no we're doing this now Granny's doing cold? <laughs> and she was just like but when she's so proud of you and I was like what She's like, she brags about you all the time about her grandchild who does comedy in Chicago. I'm oh. like, oh no, grandma's so wrong. Cause she has kids that, she has grandkids that are lawyers. She has grandkids that are very successful accountants. She has like a son that runs a, a music studio. She should have so many other people to be proud of that are successful, but she just thinks that the sound of me doing comedy in Chicago mm -hmm. is something that makes other 80 year old people very jealous of her. <laughs> but, but like, is she wrong? Cause it does set like, that's why it we're all here. Dope. It sounds look, awesome. Look, I read Chris Farley's like biography when I was a junior year of high school, and I've been here since I graduated college. Like that yeah. book made it be like, this sounds so cool. And then I came here, I was like, this is so cool. But now I've been here for like five years or so. I'm like, okay, it was cool. It, it's yeah. been cool. <laughs> and I want to tell you, I want to tell you something that I've never told you before. And I've never admitted this to any comedy people that I've and ever- now it's on a podcast. Met. Yeah. Well, it's bonus content. So, you know. We'll yeah. <laughs> um, five people will hear this. I, yeah. I didn't know who Chris Farley was until I started working at Second City. I never really? heard of him before. <laughs> really? What? That just somehow- Did you not oh. go through like an SNL phase? I went through an SNL phase in high school watching like just the current cast, but not really any of the old stuff, except like at oh. sleepovers, people would be like, you gotta see this best of Will Ferrell DVD, you know? Right. Like, oh yeah. And I'm sure he was in like some of the stuff I'd seen, but I was like, old people, I don't know who they are, you know? Right. And it never occurred to me that I would ever work in comedy. And I also like, moved around a lot as a kid we barely had cable depending where we lived so when he was like in the 90s i didn't have tv basically i never heard of him like so I didn't, this is wild i still City. was like which one is he like who is that like which <laughs> and that's like the king of chicago right absolutely <laughs> like that's like people come here because they've heard of chris farley yeah right. i, I had heard of heard chris farley right <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's you go so to Second wild. City too. God. Yeah. I did a I did a level one of the writing class before I was like, I pulled a one and was like, <laughs> I've seen a script before. And then I'm I, good. I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this strange little man because the level one of every class you take is just like a hodgepodge of weirdos, you know, oh, together. The best. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. the best little, and then you're like, I would die for these people. And it's like a 45-year-old <laughs> accountant. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> an 18-year-old Quidditch player. Um, so like someone going through something like, in a divorce. Just yeah. <laughs> legit for like eight weeks, you guys get drunk every Wednesday night at 1030. Yeah. You guys are like, best friends. Best and then friends. Yes. <laughs> but there was a strange little man, and he owned an ice cream store in Wisconsin. And okay. every day he would drive in because he decided he wanted to pursue comedy forever. So we were like, awesome. So one night we were going to that improv, like after the main stage at Second City. The set. The set. And we sit down and he leans in and he goes, can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah. He goes, this is my first play. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? And he goes, I've never been to a play before. And I was like, what do you mean you've never been to a play before? And he's like, never done it. And I just have so You're many questions. This man literally said, you know what? I'm driving two hours twice a week to learn to do comedy. And he'd never been to a live show before, period. That is insane. Wow. That's incredible. And so his idea of what plays are is someone just being like- Anyone on a, a stage. A pig human hybrid. <laughs> yes. And they're like, okay. Yes. And then God. they just like start pulling out chairs. And it's just like, How this is, is the theater. What this is it? Is it? 
improv. It wasn't like I've never seen improv in real life. He was like, I've never been to a play. And I was like, school plays, any of that. He was like, no, <laughs> never been to a play. How is that wait, humanly possible? What, and wait, so what did he want? Obviously he knew what plays were. Was he any good? He can't have been good. <laughs> no. Actually, I don't, I don't fully remember. But I mean, I also think that if I had not known that he had never seen a play, I would have read his scripts 100% differently. I would have been like, this is actually pretty good for somebody that's yeah. seen a play. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, oh, I this guy kind of nailed it. I, okay, I, well, I have to ask. Do you remember his name? His like name, and we can like bleep it out if you. No, I truly okay don't because it was like uh you know it was just one of those classes that I I went to like yes, probably like sure. five or six of, and then I didn't go to any more. I understand. I just I, worked I, at a lot of ice cream shops in, about two hours away in Wisconsin <laughs> in high school, so I'm wondering can if this is imagine? someone. And he was like pretty young. Too. I love I, this. I love I, this. I so really much. hope it's someone I know. Someone I'll, had asked. I'll have to try to track it down. Yeah, let's. I mean, God, I hate. I'm like, I hope he has his Netflix special coming out next week. I hope, I, he is, I hope that I look it up and I'm like, it turns out his name was Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Tom Cruise having never seen a play before in his Absolutely. life. That's what I was going to say. Absolutely. He's just leaning over at like the service at the Scientology Center and like, this is my first play. And the pastor is just talking about Z. So it's like a movie, but here in front of us. And it's like, yeah, Tom, you're getting yeah. it. Well, you know, Tom, close, Tom. <laughs> I, I someone once had asked for book recommendations and someone replied and said, Oh, I, I hate to read, but here's my book. <laughs> you don't read books, but you feel like your book is, is good enough to put out here as a recommendation here without having read oh. possibly a single book before. <laughs> First class I ever took was one of those classes where like you write a bunch of sketches and then at, at the end of the class, like they're going to do a live thing of all your, yeah. of like the best sketches from the class. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, it's my first time in Chicago. I just moved here. I'm doing these classes. It's so much fun. Just like doing twice a week where you're just getting together and you're reading funny shit. And like, it was a pretty solid like roster in the class. And there are these two guys in there that like afterwards, like after we put up the show and everything, they're like, guys, guess what? We own the bar around the corner. Do y'all want to huh? go get drunk there for free? Huh? And I was like, is this what life is in <laughs> Chicago comedy? And it turns out those guys stopped doing comedy after that night. I think because I drank them to the point where that bar is closed now. I don't yeah. know if it was COVID or like they had to like amend the books after that night. Was this they in like, like- We really went under. No, no we're, we, yeah, we're gone. We're gone. If we have to pay this back, we can't do comedy anymore. Sorry. God, man. Oh, that just makes me, honestly, this is such like a left turn, but it just makes me think of Second City had the fire. Like they, Corcoran's just let us all watch it burn and drink for free at the bar. I mean, it was- awesome because no one was hurt and it was, everything was crazy but like Corcoran's was like Second City employees everybody come in here the bar is open for you you can stay here while you watch <laughs> Second nice. City well, burn down burn. Yeah. it was like the most nuts it was nuts I started there like two weeks later <laughs> Oh. I started there very shortly after wow. the fire. To the were point you in the, like, in the building or were you? did you have to go somewhere else? No, no, I wasn't there when the fire, I was not there during the fire. I started working there like very soon after. I had my interview like pretty, and it was like, just so you know, there's still some like construction going on. And I was like, oh, is that why the escalators don't work? And they're like, no, that's unrelated. That's, uh, we just <laughs> And they did not work for like the rest of time. They didn't work for the rest of time. I had to like continuously bring people in wheelchairs and like yeah. canes and stuff to the elevators because it's just like, yeah, sorry, these escalators, we're just not going to do it. They're stairs that you're not allowed to use until further <laughs> notice. <laughs> I think literally they fixed them and then COVID happened. Like the, literally the day you could go up the escalators was the day they were like, we're shutting it down, guys. The air is poison. <laughs> Oh man, good times. That's when I met you, when I know. Uh, right, you guys did SCTV together. Oh, we didn't do SCTV. That's that's an actual program. That, Back in the incredible. 90s, yeah. What a fucking story to tell. It was us, Eugene Levy, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, <laughs> Rick Moranis, John Candy. We're just a crew it's, hanging out. We're just making skits SCTV and making each other laugh. Though, isn't it? No, it's a, it was a web series that's that they sort put of, up that's sometimes. That's sort of like saying, Key and Peele, oh, SNL, yes? No, it's different. It's a different one, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> which 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 Sorry. show? The news. The news. You the news. Oh, yeah, I, was, I did that too. <laughs> yes. I yeah. was like, Literally. what was the other one? <laughs> I was working. Oh, guys, don't talk about that while Paula's here. Don't talk about. Oh that. no 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 no. So, anyways, the big thing about the Lord of the Rings that you guys got to know. 
no, like my first week there, Maggie was just like, hey, I do this web series for Second City. Do you want to work on it? And I was yeah. just like, yes, please. And I was like, this is my break. Because, <laughs> you know, and it I'm was. Dumb. Wait, Here did, we did are. It work? And it worked. <laughs> I got, hey, I'm on this podcast now. Yeah. No one yeah. can tell me. I'm we my all own have boss. our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and those people all became their own independent podcasters. We all do have our own podcast. You know what? Fuck it. You know, everyone pug their, pug their podcast. Yeah. That, I'm the pug dumb. their podcast. Fark, fark, fark. Look, guys, the part of the Patreon episodes that we're doing is that I am going to drink for them. Oh and God. I actually drank a beer in the here's the thing i drink a beer in the shower before we started this Ooh. and i don't like that ben affleck movie the way back because it portrays that as a bad thing drinking uh, beers in the shower yeah a lot of times. only had a good time doing that um, I, drinking <laughs> drinking any liquid in the shower i would tell you there's nothing more luxurious on earth it's especially like a nice crisp cold bubbly drink yes. are you kidding me i am so nice <laughs> yes you have no, hot water, a cold <laughs> beverage, and if you have a like a, something to play music on in your bathroom, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm that's a leaving. vacation. I also want to argue for shower oranges, which was something Whoa, I did sorry. not realize it was a thing. I right. didn't know that was a thing till right now, and I think what? you made it up. No, I was really surprised. Like, Someone told me there's like, oh, a thing you made up, and they're like, no, this is a whole thing. I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's eating an orange in the shower, hmm. but with just complete disregard for the normal potential mess of orange, so fully peeled just biting into it it's the hot water it's the cold orange it is dripping and it tastes it's just- so much better it feels like <laughs> it feels like it feels like you're so rich you can be like it's fine someone's gonna clean orange. me after this it it feels so luxurious i'm gonna be honest that sounded like a sin and that's why mm-hmm. i'm into it i i think everyone should try this shower oranges guys it is so right. simple <laughs> in the morning you do the shower orange at night you do the shower beer that, right. And that's why we take multiple showers. Yeah. And if you miss your morning orange one, you drink a blue moon with the orange in it <laughs> yes, at the night yes, shower. Yes. I do like the idea of this slowly escalating though to like a guy who's like wheeling in this catering tray and just has like <laughs> like a suckling pig now he's got to deal with in the shower. Ever done shower stick? <laughs> it's Ever red, a shower but it's still good. salad niçoise. <laughs> I'm picturing like a full like stuffing for like Thanksgiving stuffing. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You ever do that thing where you drown a baby bird in wine and then you oh eat God. it underneath a towel to hide your sin from God in the shower? You ever do that? God, is this like the third time that's come up on this podcast? I love it's how often because that's that a up. dish, Andrew. It's a dish. Insane. You drown a baby bird uh, in wine and then you eat it under a sheet to hide what you're doing from the Lord. Sorry, is from who is this eating this? Uh, who's eating this dish? I don't know who eats this dish. There. They're covered by a towel. I just right. said you can't that, see. That's the whole point. Wait, so you, so no one's ever admitted you've just seen a towel and heard the sound of someone. <laughs> right. They could have been it. doing anything. Just know that there are some baby birds and a bottle of cognac, and they're both gone. And there's a guy under a towel looking very suspicious. <laughs> I just drowned those birds and ate them. Eating the ortolan, but wait, is this one of those things where are they actually allowed to sell it? I don't think they're supposed to, right? Look, anything that you have to hide. From God, yeah, it's right. right. You're probably not bunting is what it's called. Yeah, what is it called? Bunting is a bird in the bunting family. I mean, it's got to be French, right? Served in French cuisine, typically cooked and eaten whole. (laughs) Traditionally, diners cover their heads with a napkin or towel while eating the delicacy. The bird is so widely used that its French populations dropped dangerously low, leading to laws restricting its use in 1999. (laughs) We somehow got back into a history episode with the most horrifying story of when the French hunted Ortolans near extinction just in order to laugh in just the face to drown their children and eat them whole under oh. a napkin to once again and I can't stress this enough hide what they're okay. doing from God what I think I love I, the most about this is God an all-powerful being right you know if you're if you're that scared of god you're like god knows everything but this also assumes that god has no object permanence god created the universe and then the second you cover yourself god's like where the hell did they go i used that theory in middle school for sure God. Uh-oh. No, it's it's like the entire <laughs> God's so bad at 
peekaboo. <laughs> it's just like, where the fuck are they? <laughs> I like that like French restaurants had to sell a bird. So they're like, no, towels are like lead to God if he was Superman. <laughs> uh, yeah, they stopped. If that God is like Superman, uh, this will hide you from him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't so believe it. Wild. So I what I learned today about food. Well, it was technically yesterday, but today it's really. You know, no one knows. No one knows. You can lie. You can no lie on this podcast. Like this. Okay. Okay. Today, in fact, just this very second, I, <laughs> I learned that <laughs> I want. Please give me your honest answer about whether you knew this or not, because I have a bachelor's degree. I'm 30 years old. I think I got a pretty good handle on the world. I also eat these every day. They're called baby carrots. And I yeah. just learned that baby carrots don't appear in nature. They're just big carrots that are carved down to yeah. be baby carrots. <laughs> Did you yeah. all know that? Yeah. Yep. But yes. they round just them. Me. They, just me. They, make, they do I... make them look like they're specific because they round them yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew it because of a BuzzFeed article, not from any like literature, you know? So you learned it later in life. Right. No, there yeah, were clearly a better. lot of really professional upscale oh. articles about the origins of baby carrots, but we I all did, did up from I did major in veggies, but we did not. <laughs> nope. we didn't oh, I'm that. sorry. You majored in veggies with a minor in Lord of the Rings stained glass drawing? <laughs> Where the yeah, hell did you go? I guess I would call myself <laughs> I guess I'd call myself prepared for the real world. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I host a podcast. Paula, no one has to make it in comedy more than you. Prepare for the real world, world of living in Hobbiton in New Zealand and tending your own garden. I was going to be the most successful person out of all of us, purely out of necessity. I was like, I don't have a backup plan. <laughs> None of this shit was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I majored in vegetables and I can draw a hell out of a stained glass window. Yeah, watercolors. Get with me. Six feet of them, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite thing we've ever done for this podcast. Oh, God. Should we just make this the show from now on? Are we just like fully oh, abandoning? <laughs> we might have to do this more than once a month. I'm just God, saying, this is, a, this is a great time. <laughs> Look, real quick, we have you guys on here. Y'all are doing this. Let's plug y'all's podcast, which Please. I tried to say 20 minutes ago, but fucked up royally. Pugged it. So, Maggie, tell us about your podcast, Roommate Lovers. My podcast, Roommate Lovers, features a bunch of pugs, which is just me and my boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend, Kyle, who's in the other room, we answer relationship questions that are submitted by listeners, and it's the most fun ever. It's so great. So, everyone Such should listen to podcast. it. It's a good time. Well, yeah, because y'all are like a fucking like couple goal. Y'all are just so weird and fun together that it's like, how can you not emulate this? No, Maggie, I say that in the most best way possible because you know those couples that are together and you're like, you two don't know each other at all, do you? You just know presentational versions of each other. You guys know each other in just the way that it's just like, yeah, no, nothing is weird anymore because everything is weird. Yeah. (laughs) We really try to like, just like shit on each other hard in every episode, like just like hard. Just like, it's great. It's a really fun time. It's very funny. I fucking love it so much. Yeah. Thank you. Paula, tell us about Being Earnest. Being Earnest is a comedy podcast. It's hosted by me and my buddy, Josh Linden. And it's just about things we earnestly love. It's so cute. My favorite part of being earnest is when people submit the things that they in like that happened to them that week that are earnest. And it's it's so good. It's so cute. We get the it's cutest, cutest, cutest so, answers. It's super funny. It's super great. Here's the thing about being earnest that I love. Every other podcast, including mine and Andrew's, I'm calling us out, are about yeah. like why something sucks. And <laughs> podcast is about why things are good, which like fantastic. That's why we need more of that. That stuff. Me Absolutely. and Andrew just aren't good enough people to be able to pull it off. Like Paula is a good right. person. No. Yeah. Paula is all around, just a nice ray oh. of sunshine. You guys, and- I'm out there 
are eating Ortolan bunting for dinner seven <laughs> nights a week. <laughs> Sorry, hiding my shame from God constantly. I do like the idea that there's one person in hell who is like, "Oh God, I thought the towel thing wasn't important." Everyone else did it right. It was France in the '90s. Everyone was doing it. Oh my God. Imagine though, if it, if you could just do anything. You could just murder someone, but as long as you have like a little <laughs> napkin over your head, you're like, I think I'm good. God's just like, damn it, me, damn it. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. oh, fuck you. That was solid. <laughs> <laughs> me, damn it. I love a me, damn it. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. I never want this to yeah. end. I want yeah. to keep going on tangents and never get to the actual crux what, of the episode. When I, I talked intro. before this and we said, well, how long should this week is? It's a bonus episode. So like, okay, but an hour at the most, right? Maybe half an hour. It's like, all right, guys, this is going to go on for like two to five days. Just <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> We're just never going to stop doing bits because I yeah. got to be honest. Here's the thing. I have one of the best parts about being a comedian is the hang. Is like the yes. hang afterwards where it's just everyone just sitting around doing their post drinks like, oh, I love this joke that you just told. Oh, this moment right. was so good for you. I love this moment. And like, I haven't had that in a year and uh, I miss yeah. it a lot. <laughs> And like the podcast, we have like a formula to it. We have a, a setup. So like this, just shooting the shit kind of thing. I'm all for it. I love this a lot. Yeah, when I'm are, would you on our regular yourself? shows too. I feel like that's contributing here. We're gonna be drunk a lot more often. Oh yeah, no, I'm a big fan. <laughs> would you be guys drunk more often? Yeah. Oh, Paula, put that away. Put that away, hun. You've already had too much. <laughs> would you describe yourselves as like extroverts or introverts when it comes to life i'm definitely i'm definitely any, an extrovert right i don't know any introvert comments <laughs> no definitely an extrovert are you an introvert maggie yeah hell no. yeah no i mean i feel like it kind of blew my mind because i was talking to someone a couple of years ago about this and i'm very outgoing like very and i love being around people and like hanging out and stuff but like the way you recharge i feel oh, like yeah. it's more about if you're extroverted or introverted and so like i really need like alone time in order to feel like for my mental health like that's really where yeah. it's so that's where I feel introverted. But that said, I'm a very like outgoing introvert, you know, like I love, I love yeah. people. I love, I love doing shows. Yeah. Love no, getting I, I, applause. Lady Gaga should write a song about that. So what are you, <laughs> what are your guys thinking for live shows again? Because this is something I'm considering. I'll be fully inoculated in a week from today. I've had my first <gasps> shot. Yay! Very excited. But what was recommended to me was six weeks after it's open to the public in the city you're in. So I'm not contributing to people going out when they could be putting themselves right. at risk. But also, I am so desperate to be on stage again. <laughs> so yeah. what are you guys planning for uh, your your return to live comedy? I mean, in terms of, like, legit, I moved to a new city. So I don't know right. oh, what that's to true. do about in LA. live. Yeah. So like some in, outdoor shows there. But, but yeah. They do yeah, and I'm sure that's going to be happening in Chicago, right? Like, are they doing outdoor? Eventually. It's getting yeah, warmer. There's some, there's yeah, there's a small. There's yeah. a small. But I mean, like, stand-up didn't stop right in Chicago. Stand-up has been going, like, underground secret shows for, like, the whole year. And Indoor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you I'm not believe a fan. believe the amount of COVID outbreaks that have happened in the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Talk Maggie, me through this. Been, what? Well, oh, yeah. it's it's like speakeasies in the twenties, but yeah. like way dumber. Way dumber. Like, it's just yeah. like <laughs> way, way dumber. It's just like, yeah. hey, what if what if we all got together in a small enclosed room away from the coppers and then we just told <laughs> our worst jokes about how dating is hard sometimes? Yeah. And then like all and then afterwards we're just gonna go sit in a circle and we're gonna cough in each other's mouths after yeah, sharing. Oh, God. All of them had COVID. There's all, no every, way it was a requirement like i'm <laughs> sure those comedians doing those two are just like huh, i don't need to worry about getting sick i'm 20 like you know like right. <laughs> and their <laughs> bits are all about like oh god Do you know i'm still on my parents health insurance i can get covid <laughs> i can get covid <laughs> getting covid's free yeah. <laughs> that's the most chicago outbreak i've ever heard though it's like yeah. oh, we had to see our comedy shows we needed them and, and it Several rounds of it. Yeah. Like oh, several sure. rounds of outbreaks. Yeah. No, we've we've been terrible. I mean, I haven't been going to these shows, of, of course, because also I don't know like the good comics that are hitting these. See, <laughs> That's what the I'm thing. saying. COVID has made bad comics way too confident because they're used to getting no response from an audience. <laughs> I 
I am so worried about when stuff opens back up and they get up there on stage. You're like, okay, so nobody's supposed to laugh, right? We're, we're just all supposed to sit How many people quietly? that are just like, that killed on Zoom in my right. head. Like, <laughs> like you get no oh, audience God, feedback in Zoom shows. You're just like, well, the silence there, I feel like had more energy behind it. Yeah. So that joke I was good. I saw a smile. I saw yeah. a smile. I saw yeah. somebody politely taking a sip of their drink. I, I, I did a like little show. emoji. <laughs> that goes up here like this. And here's here's the thing with Zoom shows is that you have the option to keep your camera off. Obviously, we prefer to keep it on. But the ones that keep it on are just like, I saw someone lying down in bed and eating <laughs> with the camera. And as an on. audience member? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm so happy you're you're here for us. But also, I know there are people just sitting at their desk chair that didn't do this because they didn't comb their hair. You are in your pajamas right now. It is like 7 p.m. <laughs> do you guys all have day jobs? Like, do you have to go to Zoom meetings? Yes. Yeah. Constantly. We all do. Hours a day. Man, I we have a weekly one every every week. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, and schedule you your weekly meetings. It's all in video, except I'm the only one who never turns her video. Like I'm the literal only one at the whole company. And uh, no one's ever called it out. But I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm glad this is a bonus episode. It's not going out because I don't want my employers to see this. But every single day of work, I'm like, well, today's my last day. So no worries. <laughs> like it's, been it's been happening for like four months. <laughs> just like couldn't I could I'm like well I only have one more paycheck left so I better save up and that just keeps happening and it's been so good for my mental health because I'm like I don't give a shit today's my last day that's really what the what uh YOLO is all about (laughs) except I like I like mean it every day I'm like can't do this anymore so I guess I'm gonna quit today you gotta believe if it's it's gonna work you gotta convince yourself (laughs) every day you just have to take this job and shove it attitude but you never actually say it out loud you're just like yeah fuckers i'm doing it fuck you guys see you tomorrow yeah it's just really that like senioritis it's like self self self-inflicted senioritis because no one has said this is the end (laughs) just me we're done we're we're done finished i'm done though any day now i'm gonna get staffed on a steven spielberg film you know like it's gonna happen yeah he staffs he does a whole writer's room and he's just like okay guys What's it like being a kid growing up now? <laughs> it's like, it's like, like ready to play bullshit. Also, I'm no positive that in my head, the way I leave a room from now on is going to be, fuck you guys, see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt company. Yeah. Y'all were pivoting. <laughs> this is merch. no longer a podcast. We're just throwing out great t-shirt ideas. <laughs> Mine is very long. It is, I'm mad at that movie, The Way Back, starring Ben Affleck, because it implies that drinking in the shower is bad. (laughs) The the font gets smaller as it goes down. But it's how, it sums up how I feel. And then just like a follow-up shower of Paula's stained glass Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be over six feet tall to wear it. Skin tight. Like it's just everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine's a full dress of Maggie wearing the dress. (laughs) (laughs) You just since okay, okay. Before we get into the actual whatever the fuck the topic was, we will get there. We're we gonna get topic? there. We'll, we'll get there <laughs> eventually. Have, I don't really care. Yeah. What? So you years gotta cut ago, all that. You gotta like, cut all that. <laughs> five years ago, my wife photoshopped a photo of me onto like a German guy holding his cat. Like photoshopped <laughs> my face and like That's he had does. like a whole portrait done with him like holding his cat <laughs> while he wore a very thick sweater. And she yeah. put it on social media thinking it was funny. <laughs> so my wedding rolls around and one of my best friends, one of my best friends, he's one of my groomsmen. He was in Afghanistan until shortly before arriving back to be a groomsman oh my in my wedding. He walks into the room and it's the first time I've seen him since he's been at war. And I'm like, oh my, like in my head, I'm just like, oh my God. He like flew down from Alaska, like to be there. Uh, it meant so much to me. He's like, hey buddy. And like, he just like goes to get changed in his tux. He takes off his shirt. He's wearing a shirt with the photo of me on the shirt of me holding the cat in the German sweater and everything. And he decides that this is his undershirt. The reception rolls around. He rips open the tuxedo shirt to reveal this to everyone. And everyone thinks it's fucking hilarious. 
Cut to. I would argue that it is. It is. <laughs> no, that's the trick. Right. It's actually very funny. So cut to like Secret. Christmas, the following, like the following Christmas. I go to Memphis to visit my family. We're both in the same hometown. I walk into the bar. He's wearing that shirt. So I go ahead and I get a photo with him while he's wearing this shirt. I show up the following Christmas at the bar that we meet at at every Christmas. I'm wearing a shirt of us together while he's wearing the shirt and he's wearing the original shirt. We get a photo together. He shows up the following Christmas with a photo of of me and him. We're inceptioning the shirts and it goes deeper and deeper every year. And the thing that COVID took away from me is that we didn't get to continue this this past Christmas. It's actually just you with the cap, but you're wearing a face mask. <laughs> but That's yeah, we are inceptioning these shirts incre- like incrementally every year. The shirts get deeper and deeper, and it's a, it's fantastic. That's fantastic. God, that's like a level of friendship that is just so pure and beautiful. Yeah. That's like the one time a year that we see each other now is just us walking into this bar and seeing who can reveal the shirt first. What if that's the shirt he's wearing all year and this is just the only time you see him so you think this is it. Guys, (laughs) I'm gonna, wait, wait, no, fuck, fuck you guys because here's the thing. (laughs) Okay. So he, him and his girlfriend, him and his girlfriend bought a school bus and they what? turned it into a camper and they Ooh, drove it from a are cooler than me. Yeah. Right? And they drove it from Alaska. <laughs> they drove it from Alaska and they're going across. They're doing the whole United States before they settle in Salt Lake City. And he is fucking taking the original shirt and flat Stanley eating me all around the country. Oh my God. He's taking, he's going to different places wearing this oh, fucking shirt. This incredible. And going to different national landmarks and taking photos of me. <laughs> wow. That is- so incredible. God, I, I love whoever been, this guy is. <laughs> I've never been angrier, happier. I love it every single time, but also I'm just like, God damn it, that fucking shirt. God, the level of commitment for this bit, yeah. too. Like, it a lot is of respect. So beautiful. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's an army guy. He's not a comedian, but that's a funnier bit than anyone's ever you know done what? in Chicago. Oh, that's yeah. the thing, though, right? It's like all of our non-comic friends are the funniest people people we know right like everyone has that where you're like oh you're so much funnier than i ever could be and you're a doctor (laughs) you're like a person yeah and you're funny and you don't you didn't decide to make your whole life around that fact that's the thing that blows my mind god how little all right we're almost an hour in so i'm just going to throw it out there i like the shooting the shit the most this is just so we can have a fun little wrap up and kind of keep in theme of here's where we went wrong you guys we had the fun now we have to pay for it with the serious part okay you all saw the topic and y'all were like this is up my alley and what we're talking <laughs> about today is new year's eve there and i'm go. going to be honest no one's ever had a good new year's eve ever think of the <laughs> best new year's eve you ever had before you had that night in your mind you were picturing it being better than it was yeah oh yeah <laughs> give me all your theories on new year's eve because i think it's a trash holiday that's been way too hyped in my head from childhood. Yes, I completely agree. I feel like the bar is so high that it can never, it's like your first kiss. You're like, the bar is so high and you're like, this is going to be so perfect that it always sucks. It's bad. It's always going to be bad. Not even just first kiss because that's a really good analogy because that is like a single event, but it also reminds me of I'm going to hit you with my first kiss story in a second Yeah, we should be doing first kiss because I've got one for that. that. We're going to do both. We're going to do both. Fuck it. It's our podcast. (laughs) And mine was on New Year's Eve. Just kidding. No, it reminds me of like the idea of like college, you know, like like these are going to be the party years of your life. Like it's a party. College is a party. It's like New Year's Eve is just basically like caught like the concept of college. (laughs) All packed into one night. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, this is going to be a party. It's going to be crazy. Or like, (laughs) you're going to fall in love. Like there's like all the pressure, (laughs) you know, like did it. Also, I think there has been a big contribution to New Year's being bad from now the built up pressure of like, oh no, once it's January 1st, everything will stop sucking. And Mm. it was like, guys, you know that this is Mm. just our calendar, (laughs) right? Yeah. has no bearing on like society as a whole so the idea like oh it's 1201 and i still have depression (laughs) is like a hard (laughs) hit but there's always two minutes 
And that year where you're like, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I've resolved to change and I, I have succeeded for these two I'm days. I'm definitely going to work out tomorrow. That is my plan and I'm going I'm, to do it. Yeah. This is my last day of work. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you have New Year's Eve every day while every you're like day. Right. closing <laughs> your computer, day. closing your computer after that Zoom meeting. You're just like, you're doing the end of cheers where you're just like turning and just like, right. <laughs> last call like click <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows my name here but no one will see my face <laughs> so, so let's hit it what is your worst new year's eve i can start yeah i mean i feel like I you, you should you can't bring it hot hot. yeah so <laughs> you okay because this wraps into college as well so mm. In high school, I was the guy who threw the parties because my parents would leave and they trusted me like fools. <laughs> Just And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have people over. And here's the thing. I didn't drink at these parties because I had to clean and make sure that no one got hurt and that everything was fine and that I could get away with the thing that I was pulling. But I was popular. So that was worth nothing, I found out. No one has paid me a cent for being popular for two years in high school. But I digress. So college rolls around. It's my freshman year. I'm not popular there now, but I was popular in high school. Oh, it doesn't so carry over. I'm, it doesn't uh, carry over. You should grandfather in. You should get right. like a letter of uh, Explain that on day one. For me, the unpopularity you, did carry over. So I'm not sure what went wrong with you. No, Maggie, it's wild because I told everyone that I was popular in high school. And that and somehow made, that gave me less friends. Like less people wanted to be my friend. Did because you I tell them that you were a theater major? Did that? Did that help? No, I told them I was a musical theater major. <laughs> so, Evacuated. So I'm just like, okay, well, holiday break is coming around. And like, I decide like, okay, maybe I'll just like, for old time's sake, I'm going to like get the gang back together. And what I didn't realize is that the gang consisted of a lot of people that I hadn't talked to since that summer and had become binge drinkers. So they come over to my family's house where uh -oh. I'm just like, okay, just so you guys know, like the party's got to end at like one and like, you got to make sure you have a DD because oh. no one can like really stay over. Cause like I'm crashing in my parents' place during break. And it turns out no one took any of that to heart. Uh -oh. And everyone had become strict. Like everyone had developed a drinking problem in college and everyone was drinking like midnight was going to hit and satellites were going to fall from the sky. That is the, <laughs> level of partying everyone was doing except me who was sober just wiping things up and being like this is <laughs> going to turn out okay <laughs> this is going to go fine and it kind of culminated in one person just like i'm on antibiotics but i can never die no. and just growing up like black everywhere <laughs> everywhere paula and maggie oh everywhere oh and like literally my mother walked in because it was like i told everyone they had to be gone at one they had a grace period of two in the morning where i'm still cleaning she walked in she looked and she just walked back to her bedroom followed by my dad who gives me a look of just like you fucked up pal and he like just like follows her did we, did, spend, was this a secret party or did they know you were having the party? I was like, I'm going to have some people over because I'm like, I'm an adult. But she literally like Great. walks in, sees it, just like, cool. Goodbye. And like leaves. And my dad wow. leaves. And so I stay up oh the entire night cleaning. I'm just like cleaning as best I can. The I mop the floor seven times. The sticky does not come out. It's still <laughs> sticky somehow. I keep mopping. They wake up the next morning. I'm still cleaning. And they're like, okay, we're going to go to your grandparents' house by the lake. All the other kids are coming. You're not. What? <laughs> they left what? me to clean because they're like, you fucked up. Like, you're not going to leave. We're coming back to a clean house. Someone drove through their yard. There were tire prints God. through their yard. Oh, and my gosh. I was sober this entire time. The only redeeming factor is that the girl I was dating at the time was just like, that sounds horrible. And she, like, came over and she made fried chicken and black-eyed peas in the now pristine kitchen. Here's the thing, though. That girl then became my wife, and I'm married yeah. to her to yeah. this day. 
So yeah. the New Year's Eve stopped. The New Year's Eve was the day that I realized I was in love with my wife. And oh. there is wait, so this there is a very is, good New Year's Eve. No, the New Year's Eve was bad. New Year's Day January first with all right. I like that your worst New Year's Eve is absolutely a very special episode of Full House. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except I think if Danny Tanner walked into that, he would cardiac arrest, right. die, pass away <laughs> right at the yeah. A very sad episode of Full House. <laughs> um, it sounds like the party from Aaron's party, come and get it by Aaron Carter. Okay, so I've never does. played. I love that you added. Aaron's party was my senior song in high school. It's the last song that played at our prom. Okay. Yeah, the first Come one of it. one of the first times I ever performed in front of anyone was me and my friend Maya in fifth grade did a choreographed dance to the Aaron O'Aaron song where he sings about how his brothers in the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Um, and, That's incredible. And that was it for our variety show. But every dance bit was just this. Yeah, you gotta hit the elbows. Yeah, and then we just like yeah. sidestep. That was a popular it. move in the '90s and early yeah. aughts. Yeah, what are we going to do with you? It's great and racist. Paula, what about you? What is your worst New Year's? My like best friends like have like kind of the party house, and we would always hang out every New Year's Eve, except for this one. And my family, like going back since I was born, always has seafood on New Year's Eve. It's like you have to eat seafood for good luck for the New Year, which Ooh, I was we do told. Black peace. That's ours. Yes. Which I was told was an Irish tradition or Irish, it's like seafood. And I Googled it and it's from China. <laughs> so, so I'm like, on- I don't know where someone along my family was like, got something like. <laughs> yeah, got, got their wires crossed. Yeah. So anyway, so so Dave and I went to this uh, seafood restaurant and it was, uh, they were like really busy and like, we had to get to this party. So we didn't end up eating a lot. We're at this party and I have one drink and I was like, I feel Uh-oh. horrible. Oh no. And I started my new job on January 2nd, the job I'm at. <gasps> and I'm like, really like at this party. And I was like, I feel like I'm not, like I shouldn't drink too much. Y'all, I got crippling food poisoning. Oh, no. At this party, <laughs> no. which sucks because it's a fun party. I get crippling food poisoning. I am asleep. So everybody thinks I'm wasted because I am in the bathroom. I'm just puking because it's like, I am extremely oh, sick. Oh my God. This doesn't make any God. sense. You were having seafood in Chicago in the dead of winter. How could this happen? <laughs> what in the world? And then like, we're in the car, we're in the Uber home and I had to be like, I need you to pull over. And they're like, we're almost there. And I was like, no, you have to pull over. So of course I just look like I am the drunkest girl in Chicago. And I was like, I'm Which not. is saying something. Which is saying something on New Year's Eve. I slept for 24 full hours, just constantly oh sick. And I was like, God. I'm starting this new job on January 2nd. And I was like, if I have to call in sick, it's going to seem like because I had the big, like the worst hangover of all time, which no shame in that game, but not for your first day. <laughs> no, not, not for your first, first day. day. And miraculously, January 2nd, I woke up and, and I was fine. See, Every story a hit. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> seafood food poisoning, which is like it's it's way worse. Oh, that's a that's a different level. Yeah, yeah. seafood and champagne food poisoning. Horrible. <laughs> Andrew, you're up, buddy. God. So I don't have a, a specifically terrible New Year's. Give us your philosophy then. I actually want to hit first kiss because I, I feel like Paula's tie in there ooh. was so good. And now that we've gone ahead and set a theme. So I'm 15, 16. Now? <laughs> right now. <laughs> Roughly yeah, at the time. Right, right here. Okay. Uh, okay. So, this is like, so this is like 20 years ago. And this is the early days of meeting someone on the internet. A friend introduced us. We're 15 or 16. So instantly in love. Of course. Because we're idiots. So we're talking for a while. I get to go see her after like six months of talking. This is our first kiss. Big buildup. She's very excited and instantly throws up. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. So you, so you no, I'm sorry. And then. Yeah. No, no. She she made it mostly out of the room. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, you kiss. No, and no. Then, and then I see her run away and she says, this is not because of you. I was very excited. I've brushed my teeth. It's okay. Let's try again. It's like, okay, <gasps> may, maybe not okay, but we're, we're going to give this like a shot. because you said to smooching. Right. This is my first kiss. I'm 16. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to try it again. Second kiss. Like, oh, good. She's okay. Runs out of the room and throws up. <laughs> no. Move over the Bible. That's the greatest story ever told. That's incredible. Oh and you God. never saw her again? Like, where does this end? We were together like another year. Aww. That's a good, that's a good 
and like... I got consistently worse. <laughs> Just as a as a human being, we're got too it. young for a long distance relationship over the internet. Yeah. When yes. you still have to buy a webcam, it's not on your computer at this time. <laughs> okay, this is the best, Maggie. You get a choice. You can either okay. do first kiss or worst New Year's. Okay, I, I'm gonna sort of pass <laughs> and say pass. I'm gonna do wor- instead of first kiss, I'm gonna say worst kiss. Please, yeah. 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 kiss. Okay. Here it comes. It was and it was close to like my maybe second or third. I can't remember exactly kiss because it was like freshman year of high school. Sure. In my freshman early, year of high school, early second or third kiss. You know something like that because there was a night <laughs> in middle school where we all played spin the bottle and it's like I probably kissed like five people like. You know, and it's like, that's not, that's like one, that's not real, like whatever. And so that was middle school or whatever. So in high school and here comes, get ready for a a brag. Here it comes. Freshman year of high school, I get cast as Juliet in Romeo and Juliet. (gasps) But you were a freshman. I was a fresh faced (laughs) freshman. So I get cast as Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, which but this there is were not seniors at auditions. I bet those seniors were mad. <laughs> here's where, here where we, here's where we go. Because Romeo was a senior. Um, hot? Was he hot? No. Oh. You think he was hot? He's no, listening. He wasn't right hot, now. and he was very angry and gay and mean and just like he's probably just not he's, for he was me. Probably angry because he was so gay at the time yeah. and he couldn't really say it. He couldn't say it. Like, and he it was just to say like there was nothing there for me to. Yeah. To like, like we're gonna have a good one. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and in the play, we, it's Romeo and Julia. We kiss like so many times. There's like a fake, not a so sex much scene. I mean, kissing. I was a freshman, but like, there's like the it was the Nightingale. It was the Lark scene, which is they just fucked, and they're like, you know, there's like yeah. that whole energy going. And so everyone hated me. Like, of course, everyone, everyone <laughs> oh. in school hated me. Like the seniors, no. the juniors, the other freshmen were like, we could have done that. What you know, like everyone was mean to me in like, <laughs> French class. Oh. It was. Awful. So this is the backdrop of what's happening. And so then one day my director, who I, who I love so much, and she was my director for like all four years of high school. She rocks. She was the best. But I'm not sure if this was the most genius way to do this or the worst possible way to do this, which is she brings me and the guy who played Romeo, whose name was Sam into the dark theater. It's just a rehearsal for just the two of us. Uh, and it's like one of the first weeks of the show, of not the show, of the rehearsals or whatever. So she brings us into the dark theater. And I don't remember what she said exactly, but it was something like, well, as you know, there is a lot of kissing in this place, Romeo and Juliet. So that <laughs> so- was all she said. Something like that. that did the exact same thing. And I'm just Why? like, just, we I'm just like, look at each other. Cool. He hates me. <laughs> All his friends hate me because they've been in drama club for three, three ass years, you know? We just look at each other and just like kiss. <laughs> and, then, and that was the whole rehearsal. And then we went home and then we would like really rehearse the play. It was, <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> this is, oh my God. Fantastic. Wow. This is fantastic. And you know what? I feel left out. So I'm going to tell y'all my first kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I had a girl that I started dating like after eighth grade and we bonded because we both loved the musical Rent. Like that was our bonding thing. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade is like the prime time to be into Rent because it's yeah. like right when you get like you feel edgy like, for I'm liking it. New York City. I'm going to be an artist. So we start bonding over that. And so I am staying at my grandparents who lived around the corner from her. So the plan is we're going to get together. We're going to watch a movie. And in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get this kiss tonight. We're yep. just starting freshman year of high school. Yeah. So we put in rent. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that was a good no move day, on my part. Day. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> no I literally, <laughs> and like, literally, like I wait till like, there's like some moment, like, or it's just like, where the whole crowd is like doing their whole, just like, you know, there's only now, there's only, and I wait till, and I go in and I kiss. I get my first kiss during like the crescendo of that song. This is great, I nailed it, I (laughs) nailed it. Two weeks later, she broke up with me by coming out of the closet. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. 
we stayed really good friends like throughout high school. And that girl went to a different school than me. She came into my Catholic school though. And she cleaned the fuck up. Yes! Like, this, girl, <laughs> this girl like came in and she was just like, boom. But and, like, I developed a great radar after this experience. So <laughs> like, so she was just like, when wingman me, who's closeted, what's going on? What's the story? I'd be like, bam, good bam, bam. Her. And she'd be like, I'm going to run the gauntlet. Let's go. And she did. She oh, did. She was my biggest Icon. bro. I've never yes. had a bigger bro in my life than this girl who like faked being my prom date to the Catholic school would let her bring her girlfriend. And then like wow. literally it was at the punch table. I was talking to the girl that she was dating, who was also a good friend of mine. I looked behind her and my friend is standing there. My former girlfriend is just standing there doing the air hump motion <laughs> and like sticking her tongue out. And I'm like, you are the fucking worst person to ever live. I hate you so much and you're garbage. And I love this. And That's I need to honestly, reach out to her. She was fun as hell. That's a oh. great first kiss it feels very choreographed like i can't believe that much thought went into it because my fir my first actual kiss was literally me and my boyfriend at the time who was also came out shortly after his game <laughs> my boyfriend at the Mine time. too my first kiss too yeah well like wow. what is it like a third of people are gay so it's like yeah there's four of yeah. us three of us had gay first and one person threw up so like maybe from repression you know we and, don't know yeah we literally stood on my front lawn and he was, cause he walked me home. He lived like a couple blocks away. And oh. my, my best friend at the time, she lived a couple doors down from me. So we were all three together and me and my boyfriend at the time just were like, I guess this is me. I guess this is me. Okay. <laughs> and we just stood there quietly and stared at each other. And my friend Cassie just goes, Ugh, just kiss already. <laughs> and so then we do. And that was my first kiss, but she's just oh. like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. fucking incredible. Oh, that's was, so cute. That's so sex in the city. Like Carrie Bradshaw. Like, yeah, this like is me. <laughs> This is me. Um, yeah. Um, I'm 13. <laughs> I do want to backtrack for a second here to realize how disturbing it is that like 13 year olds are getting super into rent. <laughs> like, yeah, this is going to be yeah. my life. This shouldn't be your life, guys. This is not what we should be doing. I, I, I loved it. You I loved rent I so much. They, and here's the thing. You would think like, oh, okay. So that came out around 2005. The movie did. So that must be how Wynn got into it. No, 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 nope. no, no. Yeah. I got the original Broadway cast recording and I read the script that I found online while listening to it because it is in fact an a rock opera a rock yeah. opera if you will <laughs> yes so there we go Amazing. Paula your your first kiss let's bring it on home okay he we were we went to theater camp together we went to this play and I was like I can't wait he'd seen love. a play before yeah, like, I don't want to brag. And we were sitting outside and he goes, I want to talk to you. And I was like, because he's in love with me. And he said, I think we should break up. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? And then he said, oh, let me try something. And then we kiss. And he goes, I guess we can stay together. <laughs> and then he dumped me at prom. <laughs> for, for a man. <laughs> I got in the car because I was, I mean, I was 16. I was like older. I got in the car and I was like, we kissed instead of being like, he tried to dump me. Guys, guys, how did we all end up doing comedy? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. God. Okay. A lot of, okay. That wins. I should say I went to his prom because we were right. in different schools and our prom was like the same night. So I was like, well, I'll go to his. I'm in love. <gasps> Wait, I, you went to his again, prom and dumped you there? Oh, oh God. You guys. No, he didn't fever. dump her. They, he, he guessed you they could stay together. I had a fever again. Why am I? I'm very, I'm very rarely sick, but when I am, it's impactful. And so I had a fever of 103. I lied. I was That's like, hospital I, temperature. It was high. I passed out at prom. No oh one knew because I didn't know a goddamn soul there. So I passed out, I get up and I was like, walk it off. <laughs> what? So then I don't know about in, um, in Minnesota, at least in Southern Minnesota, after prom is like a thing. So like they throw you in there and there's like inflatable obstacle courses or whatever. So we're- They had that after our graduation, but yeah. yeah. So I'm in a different school. It's two in the morning. My parents are picking me up at 5 a.m. He dumps me in the inflatable obstacle <laughs> 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 God, and I'm so you have to like claw your way out of inflatable obstacles. Yes, hair fully done. And I'm you have to finish an obstacle course after getting dumped. And then Why I did you go that. through an obstacle course while probably crying? Oh my God. Just 
like beautifully done. I cried so hard at school on Monday that somebody sent me flowers because they thought there was a death in the family. Oh my gosh. Gosh. Paula, this is so good. This is so good. I can't believe if if you if you wrote this into a script and sent it to me, my biggest note would be like, this is unrealistic. (laughs) Paula, I'm just imagining just like have a nice life. I was in a sweatshirt, but like hair and makeup, hair is still fully like, you know, big prom hair. He wore a top hat and cane. So then he got the professional photos back later. And like, he's in a top hat and a cane. And I had such an innocent look in my eye. What? Uh, what? This is the best. I feel so happy and so sad. I know. I have, I have so many questions for him. What happened in his head that was like, no, this has to happen this now. This is the time. I got a letter next. Getting trapped in this obstacle course together. Look, rather than how many other breakups? How many, bre- how many breakups get to end and you like going on a slide? <laughs> Can you imagine hating a girl so much that you're like, it ends now. This is like, no, this is an emotional metaphor for what we're in. I've got to do this right now. Paula, that's uh, so awful. I'm, that's, really like I'm this, like, so sorry. Paula, like, you have like, to write that. I, you have to put that in something. You have to have the cold open of some pilot that you write, being a girl getting broken yeah. up with in an obstacle oh, course please. and crying as she goes oh, <laughs> I used to pushing through. All I just, like, imagine like your dad is in the hospital and the doctor <laughs> says I have some bad news let's go in this corn maze Mr. Doctor Oh my god okay guys I gotta break it down for you I've had three great ideas in my life marrying my wife kissing that girl during the crescendo of yep. a song during Rent and this bonus episode yeah. of Here's Where yeah. It Went Wrong oh god uh, this has been this is great I don't think we're going to top getting no, broken up with there. in an obstacle course there's yeah. no way we're gonna top it I so I'm just going could. to say if you're listening to this, thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon. Thank you. Uh, this has been fantastic. Maggie has her podcast, Roommate Lovers. <laughs> Paula has her podcast, Being Earnest. We have our podcast, Here's Where It Went Wrong. Guys, thank y'all so much for coming on. Oh, thank, thank you, you for having us. This was so much fun. Yes. It absolutely was. I learned a lot about you all. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is probably <laughs> the hardest I've laughed in probably like a year. I, I Absolutely. The That's the hardest I've laughed oh, in fine. so long. That was incredible. So thank you both so much. Well, we've obviously got to start doing these all the time. This was this was the best night I've had in so long. Yeah, this <laughs> was so much fun, you guys. This was a great time. I loved cool. this. This was excellent. Excellent. Thank you guys for coming. We'll have you back like tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to keep doing this. So all right, thank I'll you see guys you guys tomorrow, same time. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll talk to you all soon. Good night. All right, bye guys. Good. Thanks for having us. Bye.